This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Welcome back, everyone. And today's episode is very exciting uh, because we have a special guest. Uh, his name is Dr. Roselli D.O. He's the founder of Revital IV, Florida's premier IV vitamin and bioidentical hormone center. He's also chief of anesthesiology and chief of surgery at Jupiter Medical Center, and he's board certified in anesthesiology, a member of American Academy of Anti-Aging, and certified in non-surgical facial rejuvenation. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Roselli. Thank you very much for the invite. Anesth- the word anesthesiology is always difficult to say. I've been saying it for 30 years, and I still get it wrong sometimes. It's a killer. It's a killer. Uh, you know, and it's also a word that fortunately none of us have to say too often. Uh, you know, no, we, no. Don't, we don't want to go down that path unless we absolutely have to. So uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for giving me a, a little bit of a break there on that uh, pronunciation. Let me just uh, share how this came about. I went to your clinic a couple of months ago and was really impressed with what was happening at the clinic and excited to see a clinic such as yours. And I had a uh, IV vitamin C treatment and found the whole experience very positive. So I click on all of the emails that come through from your clinic, which I must say I don't do for many emails uh, that I'm on as part of you know the bulk distribution. And you, you were, um, or your staff were promoting a set of supplements that were very affordable and exactly the same set of supplements that a board or a panel of rheumatologists had been recommending for people with autoimmune conditions who I interviewed only a few weeks ago. And so the match for me was perfect. And I thought, what a great opportunity while surgery is, is paused over at the hospital to see if I could have you on board and take this opportunity to hear about these supplements in detail. Because it's one thing to know we should take zinc, for example, but it's altogether another is to understand why and feel like we're actually learning in this process of getting well and being healthy as opposed to just being you know, a customer of Amazon and buying right. stuff all the time. Well, be, so, being, an, being an educated person is important. Most definitely. And it, and it sort of makes the whole process of trying to get well um, more, I guess, interesting and, and feel like you're more empowered. So with that background, I then was delighted to be able to have you on this show. And you've got two decades of experience as an uh, anesthesiologist. Uh, so what inspired you to take the entrepreneurial step and, and open a, a clinic such as this? Well, you know, being an anesthesiologist, we use IV, IV therapy, you know, every day for every patient, you know, either it be blood products, regular fluids. So it was something that I've learned over the last 25 years that I feel very comfortable doing. So my background, I've always liked the wellness. So it's a combination of being an anesthesiologist and understanding hydration in, in, in a person, balancing their amino acids, balancing their vitamins and, and putting anesthesia, the part of anesthesiology that I do with the wellness side that I've learned being a physician, that is, you know, I thought it'd be 
a good combination in, in this area of, of Florida because, you know, people are dehydrated, people don't eat well, you know, there's obesity, there's diabetes, you know, there's all the types of diseases that we all know are around. So I try to put, you know, two, two types of medicine together and put a wellness center that, that is able to do both. So say for, for, for instance, if you don't like IV therapy and you're scared of needles, you know, I have other, I have other ways to treat your vitamin D, you know, help you with your diabetes and, you know, all other types of medical issues that you might have that I, that I can probably help you with. Um, not to uh, create a stereotype here, but uh, it's quite unusual to have someone of a very high level medical profession also have even a passion, let alone a deep knowledge about alternative or complementary therapies. It typically, uh, one who becomes uh, right at the top of the hierarchical echelon, as you have become as chief of surgery at, the, at a major prestigious, one of the best hospitals in Florida, to have this interest as well. So have you always had a passion or a personal interest in wellness, or is it something that you came to sort of learn more about because of a need, because you're seeing patients doing such fundamentally wrong things? I would say it's a combination of both things you just said. You know, when I was 30 years old, I pretty much wasn't into wellness. You know, when everybody's 30, you'll feel great. You don't feel like you need to lose weight or watch what you're eating because we're invincible. But as you get older, you know, my wife and I, we were very, we were very big into fitness. Um, she had irritable bowel syndrome and some other issues with her GI tract. And that triggered me to start learning these things. And when we got into our 40s, you know, we both had hormone issues and that triggered us to learn about hormones. So it was more of an evolution of my needs and things that I've learned, like say in a conference. And it just, it triggered me to say, wow, you know, this, I think there's a place for this. I don't think this is more alternative medicine anymore. I think this is becoming more mainstream because, you know, hormone replacement therapy, you know, the old adage is, you know, 50 is the new 30. It, it really is true. And if you look at pictures of your grandparents or your parents at your age, you know, if you're taking care of yourself appropriately, you really don't look like they did. So mm -hmm. we really, I think we might not be extending our life, but we're having a better quality of life because we're able to manipulate things in our body that we have the opportunity to manipulate. And I think that's, that's, that's the big difference in our age group going forward. And mm -hmm. I, I just can't imagine my children who are in their 20s how it's going to be for them later. This will be what we're doing is going to be prehistoric to me. And they're going to be, it's going to be like, you know, the Jetsons where you have, you know, you just take a pill and everything's perfect and you balance everything out. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun being on the forefront of this because I see it evolving, not just monthly, but like daily, there's always something new coming out. Yeah, definitely the forefront, as you said, because I reckon some of our listeners are still wondering, well, what exactly is this clinic? So for those people who are new to this, um, can you just describe what is a hydration clinic and what happens as a customer when people come to your clinic? Okay. So in, in basics for it, it's, it's an IV vitamin therapy center. So for instance, if you come in and you say today, you know, doc, I'm not feeling that good. I've had a little bit of GI, GI bug. I have a, a vitamin treatment for that. Um, I'm trying to keep my immune system up. You know, everybody's worried about the COVID virus. I have an IV to help you keep your immune system up. Um, say, you know, I don't promote hangovers but I have a hangover treatment if you come in hangover. 
hangover. So I have like six or seven different IV treatments for certain types of people or certain types of conditions. But then if you came to me again and say, you know what, doc, I want to check my lab work and I'm going to see what my micronutrient panel is. So it comes back and says, you're missing B5, B6, glutathione, uh, vitamin C, oleic acid. Then I can make my IV to you and that'd be your your bag when you come in every time instead of getting a generic bag that's on a menu. That's phenomenal. And I didn't know that. So when so, I came in, yeah, yeah I mean, I looked at the menu. I, I came in and um, yeah, like literally the menu and I was conservative and I just went with what I have become very familiar with, which is just IV um, high dose uh, vitamin C. And I thought this is my first experience as a customer of an IV treatment. And I just wanted to take a small step, but I wanted to know what it's like because there's one paper published out in New Zealand where a lady had very high inflammation with rheumatoid arthritis and she took a high, uh, uh, IV treatment of vitamin C and all her symptoms disappeared. And that was very fascinating to me. And that was published in the medical literature. And right. so I thought I'm going to go and try this and see if it's something that people you know, in our audience might be interested in trying. So I had a, a good experience with it. Um, also from a pre-surgical viewpoint, because I uh, was uh, approaching a surgical procedure. Maybe you'd like to talk to the, the just some of the benefits, including the ones that I've just mentioned, if, if you'd like. Well, when we, uh, when we do a pre and post-surgical IV, I try to put in um, a higher dose vitamin C and B vitamins, which will help like almost a neuroprotective effect or a neuromodulating effect. High dose vitamin C is antihistamine. So when I deliver anesthetic, usually when you come, you're not eating and you're not drinking for, you know, after midnight. So when you come in, you're dehydrated, you know, your carbohydrate load is down. So I give the day before an IV that will help keep your fluids up. You know, it's, it, it, it helps a lot. It helps with nausea. It helps with the, almost the hangover effect from anesthesia, which I see a lot. And, and when they come in two or three days later, post-op, I give them a similar IV and they, 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 do, they do better from that. I mean, even small things that, that are evolving from IV therapy for surgery is just, for instance, up until the last year, we're giving patients uh, a Gatorade, a bottle of Gatorade, four hours before anesthesia. And that's a similar process of getting carbohydrates into a patient and giving them some type of fluid intake. You know, Gatorade is, you know, what is it, six ounces, 12 ounces. So it's really not a lot, but it does make a difference. So when I give my pre-surgical IV, it's usually a liter of fluid and people do a lot better that way. Mm. Um, are there any other benefits that we should know before we uh, move forward from vitamin C? Because I imagine it's one of your most um, popular treatments that you have. So I don't think the average person walking in is thinking of it like we just talked about and I was which regard pre-surgery. So what do, you, what do you think motivates most people to get the vitamin C treat? Um, I think it's more word of mouth because people have learned over, over the years, like you watch TV and you see emergency and all these other medications that people, you know, supplements people take over. So vitamin C is almost like a, you know, a household name. So just also, uh, since people are taking the vitamin C all the time, they see, you know, a Myers cocktail. And a lot of people know what a Myers cocktail is because it's from a, someone named Dr. Myers, who's an emergency room physician who made what they call the banana bag. And it was yellow from the B vitamins. And he gave that to patients that had, that had issues. So that's a common thing. And in the combination of the vitamin C and the Myers, that's what people come in asking for. So when you came in, you might've got a Myers, but sometimes people get, a, you know, a recognition of that word. And that's the most common one. So the vitamin C, people like it because 
you know, they all think it helps with colds and things, which it does, but it helps, it lessens pain after injuries. It, like I said before, it has antihistamine effect, antioxidant effect. Patients that have, uh, like you mentioned before, autoimmune diseases, it does help because it decreases the, the inflammatory effects in their body. So a patient could have a C-reactive protein, which is your inflammatory marker of like 15, and they can, they can get a high dose vitamin C and get it down to levels where it's, it's acceptable. You know, it's temporary, but it keeps their inflammatory process lower. You know, they have environmental reasons. We have uh, environmental reasons. We have genetic reasons for autoimmune diseases, but there are some things that we can control. And one of the big one is our diet, what we put in our body, and uh, you know, supplementation to help decrease the uh, you know the inflammatory effects. Yeah, it's very safe, isn't it? Because people want to worry about these high doses who don't really know the research. But the research is there that, uh, as far as I'm aware, um, certainly by oral standards, the only side effect is loose bowels. Um, right. But in terms of uh, IV. I mean, you're talking an order of magnitude. If you're taking two and a half milli, say you're taking two, three grams a day orally um, with the IV treatment, it can go up to 25, 30 grams, can't it? Um, like um, a, a normal Myers cocktail has like maybe five grams. Oh. But one of, my, one of my newer ones called the Resist has 20 grams. Pa- patients that have cancer, that are on cancer treatments, they like to come in, I give them up to 50 grams. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and- the 50 grams takes a while. It takes about two hours to two, three hours because yep. you know, it's not something you can do fast, but it does yep. make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time I go in, I'm going to get um, what seems to be the hottest and most trendiest um, uh, supplement at the moment being talked about a lot in anti-aging forums and in uh, uh, just autoimmune sort of stabilizing groups, which is glutathione. It's uh, something that whilst is building, you know, in its awareness in the public is still something that I would say that most people don't have a lot of understanding around. So I'd love you to explain a little bit about glutathione, just real basics to begin with, and then going from there as to why it might be beneficial to add it to either an, a hydration therapy like you do, or in a supplement form to loop back to the earlier uh, point that I made that you have a a set of uh, supplementation form of these uh, products, which which is an offer as well. So, love to hear about glutathione. Glutathione is my favorite thing. My favorite. It's my favorite IV medication or PO medication that we have. To me, it's just it's just amazing. It's it's the most powerful antioxidant in the body. It's usually from our diet, but our diet doesn't have much of it. Um, it's high in avocados and, and certain other vegetables, but in the, in our regular diet, it's really not it's not prevalent enough. What I like about it is besides its anti-aging process, detoxifies the liver. So it, it really actually cleans your liver out. So if you came in for the first time and you had glutathione, you might call me the next day, you know, say I had a little bit of a headache or I just didn't feel that great. It's because the liver is releasing all the toxins from the glutathione. So if you came in again, you most likely wouldn't have that, wouldn't have that issue. Um, a lot of people like it for the anti-aging because it's great for the skin. Um, in certain cultures, I know in, in, in Asia, people use it in a, in a cream to help lighten their skin. So women or men that have melasma where they have a, a black um, circle around here as they get older, people come in for those treatments once a week to get the melasma, and the skin lightening to come out. So it's pretty helpful. Taking glutathione by mouth really doesn't work. We also have like a sublingual spray, which is something just like this. You just spray it under your tongue about four or five times a day. 
And I just, you know, if you're sick or you're trying to prevent getting sick, like we are trying to do today, you know, these are one of the things I always recommend to do. And that's also like in my immune boosting packet that I do besides, you know, vitamin C, glutathione, zinc, you know, those are things that I, I think are most beneficial to, to, I just love glutathione. I can I can talk about it for, you know, it's just, it's just my favorite. Well, I believe that um, the glutathione is actually an antioxidant that exists within our cells, isn't it? So yes. unlike other, other antioxidants that we think of, like if we were just to apply real common knowledge of antioxidants, people might think of, say, berries where we can eat some berries and we know that the antioxidants can fight free radicals in the body. But if our diet isn't sufficient in these antioxidants or in the case of an autoimmune disease, the body's efforts in reducing the pathogens that it perceives, which happens to be its own tissues, creates more free radicals in the process of doing so. So the, the auto, autoimmune process is very, very free radical creating. And therefore, you know, the studies show that people with autoimmune diseases are actually low on these things. They're low on glutathione, they're low on catalase, another uh, cellular antioxidant. They're low on all of the dietary antioxidants that, you know, you mentioned vitamin C, vitamin D. And so it's not because even with a great diet, their intake is too low dietarily. It's that the body just draws down on all of these antioxidants because they're creating so much free radicals. So there's a great argument to try and boost these from a cellular level with something like glutathione. You know, it's funny, the way, the way you're describing it is, is there's two types of people. There's people like you and me that understand this and they, we're promoting our lives to better health and wellness, getting rid of antioxidants. And then there's another faction of people that are eating fast foods and foods that just don't have these nutrients in it. So it's almost separating classes from people that don't know about this and are not eating well compared to the people like you and me. And it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, that's why I want to get my message out, not just for entrepreneurial effects. It's just because I really believe that it's, we really can help with obesity. We can get rid of diet. And we can, I guarantee we can get rid of half of diabetes, half. And diabetes leads to dementia, diabetes leads to vascular disease and so many other issues that you know, if we nip this in the bud now, you know, and this right now, you know, there's no silver lining to me to this COVID crisis. But if there is a slightest bit is that maybe we're eating better at home. We're, we're cooking more. We're not going out. We're giving ourselves the opportunity to almost to reset and, and, and re, refine ourselves and what's important. You know, I'm looking out my window for a second and my, my son's outside working out. You know, my daughter's doing one of her yoga outside right now. So it's, it's kind of like we're, we're resetting ourselves to maybe, maybe finding what our body needs instead of, you know, the extraneous things that we do every day to make ourselves happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we also take the opportunity to exercise uh, during the day. I just actually finished up just before I sat down with you here. Um, was out at the little gazebo across the road here doing my yoga. You know, we get the kids out twice a day and uh, just as a family too, it's, it's you know, there are opportunities to reconnect with on the family level as well. So completely agree. Look, you know, it's hard to find a silver lining in such a horrible situation, but we, 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 we do our best. So continuing on our discovery here of these powerful uh, supplements or IV treatments, you know, and going back to uh, this list that the rheumatologists recommended for people with autoimmune diseases, again, the exact blueprint that you have as you're uh, offering here, which made me so excited to talk to you. 
Uh, we've spoken about vitamin C. We've spoken about glutathione. The other three are zinc, NAC, and vitamin D. So I'd like us to go through those one at a time in any order that, you, that you'd like and just talk about you know, the importance of, of these particular um, nutrients and how they impact the body. Don't forget, most, most, almost all, all the supplements that we're talking about, amino acids, um, you know, branched-chain amino acids, they're all integral parts of our, of our metabolism, our immune function. So if, if one of them is missing, then if, you have, if you're missing a, you know, a spark plug in your car, your car is not going to run appropriately. If you're missing you know, a certain type of uh, something in your keyboard, one, one, if you're missing one letter in your keyboard, something's not going to work. So that's what, that's what happens in the body. We don't have enough zinc. Zinc is so important for immune health. You know, that's why during this crisis, zinc has been, been very helpful because zinc is supposed to break down a part of the coronavirus membrane. I might not be saying it correctly, but that's why they, they recommend making sure everybody has zinc. So in a lot of, almost every IV, I put in zinc no matter what, unless somebody has an allergy, just to say, I want to make sure they get the appropriate things. So it also can help a regular cold zinc. It can help with uh, viruses like, you know, people get cold sores. So it, it, it breaks down certain areas of the virus chain, and that helps break the length of time the virus can, can, can stay. So that's why it's important. I mean, again, zinc is in our foods, but you know, I, I think you really can't hurt to have more zinc in, 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 your, in your diet. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And it's something that I've actually neglected over the years. It's not something that I've paid much attention to, but you know, it's been interesting to see it come up so frequently in conversations mm. during COVID, you know? But if you, if you look at your you know, multivitamin, which most people that listen, listen to this probably take a multivitamin, I'm not a big fan of multivitamins because the amount that they put in there is so small. It'll say 42% of the FDA amount, but even the FDA amount isn't enough. So I don't want people to get you know, complacent thinking, why well, I take a multivitamin and vitamin C is in there and zinc's in there and D's in there mm-hmm. and NAC in there, but you just have to make sure it's, it's to the numbers that you, that you need. So, you know, that's, that's just research on, on, on people's parts. And it's, it's fun research anyway, just to find the right dosages that will be good for you for, for a dietary supplement. For sure. Uh, I like the word, I like the word fun here because um, uh, we're going to get into N-acetylcysteine or, or NAC. Now, you know, I've never had anyone on the show ever talk about this. So this is fun for me because it's one of these supplements that I started taking. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis nearly 14 years ago. And I think I had an entire drawer in my apartment full of um, supplements and I didn't even know what they were. I was just buying, if someone said, if you found one internet post somewhere that someone said they took this supplement and it helped them, we bought it. Okay. So, right. So tell us, uh, tell us about the non-madness and the justification for NAC. Uh, NAC, like you said, is again one, another one of my favorites. Um, it's a part of the uh, a chain of, of metabolism and energy production in the body. NAC, NAD. So it helps relieve symptoms like respiratory conditions. Um, and it helps with expectorant if you have a, if you have an upper respiratory tract infection, uh, loosens mucus in your passageways. Um, again, it's a powerful antioxidant, so that's why that's why we use it as anti-aging properties. Anything that anything like glutathione that uh, that that cleans out the liver. Um, detoxes, it, that's almost where we get the anti-aging effects from. So NAC, glutathione, it, it cleans the liver out, gives our body to get rid of the free radicals, all the, you know, all the junk that we put now in, into our liver, alcohol, you know, all the things that, 
that uh, gets bogged down in our liver, it helps it helps get rid of, the, of those of those um, antioxidants. Okay. And, yeah. So I, I like it. Um, we don't have that in an IV, IV. We have NAD in an IV, but we don't have NAC in an IV, and that's usually can be taken by a supplement. But again, it's important to find the right supplement. Like you said, you know, you can have a drawer full of things, but you know, you got to make sure they're gluten free, no fillers, and things like that. So that's very important also when picking the supplement. Yeah, for sure. Now, what about vitamin D? Um, it's maybe not as sexy as all the other ones, um, but fundamentally, uh, very important. Vitamin D is like really pretty much the coolest one. Um, that's only that's to me that can only be taken by a IM shot, intramuscular shot, or under the tongue. Again, vitamin D, like all these other ones, do not work by 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 ingesting by mouth. And the problem is that people think, oh well, I, I'm living in Florida, I'm in the sun all the yeah. time. I mean, that's a misnomer. It's such a small amount. And I say nine out of 10 of my patients that I check their vitamin D is low, low, beyond low. A normal range is 70 to 80. Most people are 20 to 30. So vitamin D is really important. I mean, it's great for your skin. It's great for antioxidants. It's just a great supplement for inflammatory uh, issues. Again, it, it, it's considered something that we should have for this COVID crisis is normal vitamin D levels because it can help combat and help your immune system combat anything that comes along. So vitamin yeah. D is important, especially during flu season. I usually do some type of promotion to make people come in the store to get the vitamin D, even if I'm almost giving it away, because I know it makes such a big difference. So, you know, yeah. all the supplements that we're talking about, if anybody gets anything out of this, these are maybe the five or six basic supplements that I would always recommend. You know, besides a multivitamin that has the essential FDA approved ones, like I said, and as long as they're pharmaceutical grade supplements also, that's what we have to make sure we, we have is pharmaceutical grade supplements. So a, a company I like is Zymogen. They're, they're a pharmaceutical grade that I use a lot. And I think it's important not only to pick the supplement, but pick the right company. Um, before I ask you a question about vitamin D, uh, how do I spell Zymogen? Uh, Z-Y-M-O-G-E-N, Z-Y-M-O-G-E-N, Zymogen. Okay, okay, great. Um, no, I'm not promoting them. I'm just, no. I'm, just, I'm just giving an example of a yeah. pharmaceutical-grade company. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, right, yeah, I understand. Okay, now uh, on the vitamin D, a couple of comments about that. Um, yes, in the studies that uh, I was looking at about vitamin D many years ago, they showed a trend for people with uh, the severity of the autoimmune Inflammatory markers, like you mentioned earlier, CRP, ESR, and so forth, tended to be lower, corresponding to higher vitamin D levels. And so, you know, an inverse proportional mm. relationship there. So, and the guidelines that uh, are generally recommended for autoimmune are to have vitamin D at the higher end of the normal range, not above and into potential toxic range, but just in the high end of normal range, not just average, but more right. than would you would you agree with that? Um, if you look at on a normal lab value, they they'll say um, the normal value on one test that we have is forty to sixty. Now, right. to me, when I do all my my lectures and, and any type of webinars I watch, they like the higher normal, so they like eighty to ninety. So anybody out there that you're you're bringing up with autoimmune diseases that should be on the higher end, eighty to ninety is fine. Even if one to hundred is fine, you know, going overdosing on vitamin D could happen. It's hard to. But you know yeah. you should stay, you should stay in that range. Too much of anything is you know, not good either, good either. But I, but I do recommend a higher level of it. Do you remember what unit of measurement that is? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, each no. each, each lab has a different number. That's right. I have so, it. I can see it, but I'd have to change screens. 
Yeah, no, not to worry. Uh, just especially with different countries. At vitamin D, it always seems to have different units of measurement in different countries and it can get confusing. So that's why I was just uh, just asking there. But um, look... Uh, I'll, I'll email it to you so your next podcast you can bring okay. it up. Okay, yeah, fabulous. All right. When you see someone with inflammatory arthritis, such as rheumatoid or sciatic arthritis and or lupus and so forth, um, what, what would you do? Would you say this is my recommendation from the menu and let's give you this IV? Or would you go through the process that you described earlier, which I didn't know about, which sounds very custom and do a review of their blood work first and then match their, their deficiencies to a treatment? I would do that. Usually if patients have you know, diseases where they're become debilitated or it's you know, affecting their life so much, I would say, let's go ahead and go ahead of the norm. So I would get a full a full panel. I would get a CRP. I would get I would get a uh, allergy testing. I would get uh, mold and fungus. I can can't get those two yeah. words together. Mold and fungus yeah. to make sure it's not an environmental issue. And also, I I'm big on I'm big on being gluten free for people that have uh, autoimmune diseases. You know, the GI tract itself is so inflammatory. You know, why cause more inflammation than you already have? Say you have rheumatoid, ulcerative spondylitis you know, why cause more inflammation? So if you can decrease, you know, your, your CRP by half, you know, your symptoms would probably go down a lot. Yeah. So it's more of a balance, not just besides the vitamin C, high dose vitamin C IVs. You know, I try to do a little bit more that, that I know of, you know, I'm not a rheumatologist, but I, I, I do know some things that, that might benefit some of these people. There's a mentor of mine that in Colorado, um, she, was an ER doctor and she had extremely bad Crohn's disease and she worked on relieving her Crohn's disease herself. And now she's an extremely popular and, and famous uh, um, functional medicine doctor and she hasn't had a problem with Crohn's since. And it was all, it was all IV therapy, immune function, you know, uh, gut, gut health, you know, anything GI tract we call gut health. And that, that's, I mean, I've learned a lot from her. Her name is Jill, if anybody wants to look at it up, her name is Jill Carnahan. And she's extremely, uh, I think she's great. Yeah, fantastic. Um, do you have any uh, patients' uh, success stories uh, with or without autoimmune conditions that you'd like to share that uh, you know, it'd be nice to, uh, to hear about? Some cases in particular that you like to treat. If you see someone walk in, they have a certain thing, you're like clapping your hands together thinking this will be, be good because you know you can help them. I had a patient with uh, irritable bowel syndrome that had um, IBSD, which is IBS diarrhea instead of IBSC. And it took about a couple months and a lot of testing, you know, stool testing and, and sensitivity testing and totally changing someone's diet and high dose vitamin C for six months, you know, once a week. And, you know, it, it was hard because, you know, it's a lot of handholding because it's, it's hard to believe that someone that can actually make a change. But after a couple months, you just, you start seeing them walking into the office different, mm -hmm. a little bit pep in their step, you know, a little bit more uh, a color in their skin. And it just, it's nice to see that, you know, it's, you can, you can make a change. And these changes, you know, sometimes are difficult because some people, it's hard for them to change their diet or change their lifestyle or exercise or lose weight. But when people walk in my door, I notice that they're committed. So they're, they're, they're walking in because they want to do something. So it's my job to, you know, reinforce what they're trying to do, make them feel comfortable with the plan that we do and make it a, a team approach. It's not just me saying, take these medications, take these supplements and you know, I'll see you in three weeks. It's more yeah. like, you know, I keep in touch with them. We email, we talk to my front desk person, if any, any problems. So 
that that's that's the gratifying part about it is you know you do see somebody like that. I had another patient that had pernicious anemia and didn't know it. And he was a normal person and he lost 50 pounds. He could barely walk, um, getting divorced. It was just terrible. And he had a, an MTHFR issue where he wasn't breaking down homocysteine appropriately. And it was probably the highest I've ever seen. He had homocysteine level in the 90s. And we put, well, we just pretty much put him on IVs and B-complex and, and, and methylated folate. And by six months, he came back in and you know, he almost looks like a normal person. And he was very happy about it. Now, what you just described is actually a condition of B, chronic B12 deficiency through malabsorption of B12, isn't it? Someone cannot absorb B12. Um, I have a client who has that situation. So I was listening very intently as you just spoke. And I, I would encourage anyone to get in contact with you with that condition if, because that's very hard to resolve, isn't it? It, it is, it's really not because it's just a genetic test that you can get anywhere. It's called an MTHFR gene test. And it just tells you if you're homozygous, which means you have both genes from your parents, or you're heterozygous, which is one gene. So homozygous, you have more of a chance to have that disease where you're, you have symptoms. To I personally am heterozygous where I have an MTHFR with just one gene. So I have a 30% reduction in my conversion of B12 from homocysteine. So I just take methylated folate and I'm, and I'm fine. But people that are homozygous, you, know, you really have to make sure that they're, you know, they're ahead of it. Um, one thing that people really don't notice is that women that have an MTHFR gene could break down estrogen inappropriately, and the estrogen could be broken down into, I think, 16 estradiol, which can cause cancer. So women should always be checked for MTHFR, especially if they have breast cancer in their family. Mm, okay, thanks for that. Before we uh, sort of wrap up and, and do some sort of uh, uh, calls to action and how people might be able to get in contact with you, is there anything you'd like to add, anything that excites you about where your clinic is going and where this sort of uh, movement is, is heading, or, um, or anything that we haven't covered in here that's uh, relevant to our discussion that should be added? Um, you know, just, just in general, I think, like I striked on before, I don't, I don't think this is alternative medicine anymore. I think this is something that's going to be moving forward at, a, at an exponential pace. You know, already I'm opening up another office in Tampa and might be open to one in Cleveland. So it, it, is, it is a product that I think people can relate to because it kind of makes sense. You know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of customers that are repeat customers and it's just, they're, they're so, most people come in and I'm so happy that there's some place like this around here for mm. us. And that's a lot of what I get. And that's why some of my patients, you know, they, they're just happy to be there. It's a relaxing environment, as you probably remember. Mm. And it's just, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's here to stay. And on the other hand, you know, I just wanted to mention because, you know, I know all the, everybody around the world, whoever listens to this, you know, we're still in this COVID crisis. But I personally just want to make sure everybody knows that even though we're opening up, some states are opening up and we're trying to get back to normal soon, we can't get back to normal soon. Everybody has to realize that we have to prepare and social distancing, washing hands, wearing masks in appropriate areas. We probably have to do that until probably till fall or, or winter only because, you know, until we get a vaccine, because this is going to be here for a while and we can't let our guard down. So keeping immune function up, keeping our uh, antioxidant levels up, keeping hydrated, keeping our vitamin D and our zinc levels high. I think we have to do what's best for us so we can protect ourselves and, and our families. Because, you know, I'm at the hospital all the time and, you know, I'm taking care of COVID patients. And, you know, I just got to protect myself and protect my family and do the, and do the right things. And I'm, I'm judicious about it. I'm very, you know, I, my hands are probably going to fall off soon from washing them so much in the hospital. Yeah, I'm sure they're dry. 
from all the uh, you know breakdown of the fats. So thank you. I mean, that's that's uh, it's really uh, you know insightful getting your point of view, being at the hospital all the time, and and seeing how you project this thing rolling out. So just want to thank you for coming on this show and for sharing this information and the uh, differentiator. I think that also with these uh, things that we've discussed is the way that we can take these these uh, products. And I was actually uh, surprised with some of the ineffectiveness that you talked about by the oral route for some of these supplements, especially the vitamin D. You have a product range, and this isn't a pitch, but simply a, just a, a uh, making people aware that you have a product range of those five uh, supplements that we talked about that can be appropriately absorbed by the body. Um, can you tell us uh, how can people contact your office if they want to dial that in. I'm sure they can phone and have it delivered within the United States. And also, how can people um, get in contact with you if they wanted to do a tele telemedicine consultation? Um, my office manager, uh, Olivia, she can answer all phone calls. She sets up my telemedicine. She'll set up any, any type of products that you guys need and we can ship it out. And her number is 561-406-2202. Or if you want to go to our website, our website is an info email that we answer regularly, and that's uh, revitalive.com, R-E-V-I-T-A-L-I-V.com. Revitaliv.com. Yeah, okay, fabulous. Well, well done on all of the awesome work that you're doing. Thanks for taking the time to uh, sit with me today for a little while and explain all this. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. My pleasure also. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.